Welcome everybody once again to the Magic Table. We are glad to have you here. Uh, today we actually have a listener question, and so we're really excited to get into this one. We are talking about how do you make each other better? Uh, and so for this question, we just kind of are riffing, I think, probably more than any other, which I know is shocking to you. But we're just kind of riffing on what kind of jumps into our brain. How uh, as a married couple do we do we make each other better? And I think the great part about this is that it's not just like a situation with a married couple like these. A lot of the things that we talk about are any relationship you might have. And so we try to highlight some of that. Talk about it. Um, yeah, but we can't wait for you to hear it. And. I can't stress enough that we do listen to our, our reader questions, our listener questions. And so uh, get those questions ready for us. Send them our way. Make sure that you are following me on Instagram at Theology of Hustle. Uh, the same on Facebook and on Twitter at Curry Blanford, just to stay up to date with what's going on and to communicate, frankly. So uh, there you go. You have all the, all the details. And uh, yeah, we're glad to have you here at the Magic Table. All right. Well, welcome uh, back to the magic table, everyone. Uh, glad you get to join us back here every month. Uh, yeah. So, JJ, uh, what are we uh, what are we talking about today? So today we actually have a question from a listener. Nice. Right. That makes us sound really official. We're but, super official. But I think part of the reason even we ask sometimes on social media is like sometimes we have ideas that we think are really great and other people may think are horrible or, you know. We just don't know what people want. want. And so yeah. the reason we ask on social media is because we actually want to know what people want to hear about. Um, and so today's question is from our sweet friend, Natalie, um, which was, how do y'all encourage each other to be the best versions of yourself you can be? Okay, can I just kick this off? I have a great story. Oh, sure. No, it's 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 embarrassing to me. I oh, think. okay, then great. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the most clear examples I can remember of you pushing me to be the best I could be is uh, I was in grad school at Wheaton, and we were going to our current church, Life Church, right? And uh, Life Church is very open to sort of hearing from a lot of different voices. Like all summer, we have different people preach, and so the the head pastor came up to me. Uh, I, I think it was like in May of my, my second year of grad school. And uh, he we're, we're standing there talking. He goes, Hey Curry, would you ever be interested in, in preaching at some point? And I like started like waffling, you know what I mean? I was like flying in the wind and JJ goes, uh, he'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have was like, no recollection. You don't remember that? Oh my gosh. No. I tell this story to, a lot of other people, I guess, <laughs> and not in front of you, but man, I mean, like she didn't, there was no like Curry has a choice in this situation. It was, she answered for me. And the crazy part about it is I was so nervous to do it. And now it's like the most life giving thing I probably do in my entire, with, with my entire life. Right. Um, and so it was just a example. It was like a super clear example of you knowing what I needed better than I did. Right. Yeah. There you go. JJ knows best. Well, welcome. Uh, thanks for uh, <laughs> joining us at the magic table. That'll... <laughs> um, no, I think when I first saw this question, it made me laugh because I'm like, I don't even know that we know that. And then I was like, that's ridiculous. We do. Um, 15 but... years of marriage will tend to 
teach you a few things. Just a couple. Yeah. We've learned like two things in our yeah. 15 years together. Right. <laughs> we just learned them over and over and over again. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think even thinking about that, like I think so much of it depends on where your relationship starts and who you are as people. And so like I joke all the time that we were babies when we got married because um, we were. And also like that's just – I mean, that is our experience. And so I think, you know, sometimes in relationships, people are so gung-ho about how to support and encourage and all great things. Super important Very to marriage. So. Yeah. And also, if you haven't figured out your own stuff, you're going to be a maddening partner because... Ooh, dang. Uh, hello. Welcome. <laughs> Therapist JJ decided to show up today um, because... The the poor person you're in relationship with is going to be trying to, like, meet needs over and over again, likely doing it wrong because you as a person haven't figured out what you need or how you can be loved. And so, you know, I think sometimes the really hard part about loving and caring for someone is saying, like, I love you so much. I think you need to go to therapy and figure out your stuff or... That was not exactly, I mean, that was not exactly true of us per se, but there was, I mean, that's part of your story to some extent, right? If I can force you to be vulnerable I, a little bit. I don't here. know what you're asking me to say. No, well, just that, like, there were some confrontational conversations that I oh, had to have. for sure. A lot. But I think we figured it, it out. Like, you also learned how, like, there were ways to have those conversations that in would times, be fruitful. In places. There would also be times that like not a good idea, like that's going to blow up in your face. And so, you know, I think that that's also part of relationship is figuring out, you know, like, oh gosh, I made JJ cry again, which is not hard. Let's be real. But like, that's not the way to handle. That's not the way to nudge her in a direction that she needs to go yeah normally i just have to tell you the same thing subtly over and over again and, and then, then plant someone else <laughs> to say the exact same things yeah, like eight right. years later and i'll be like oh my gosh babe best idea ever it all comes together and you're like hey remember when i told you that and i'm like <laughs> vaguely i think you did say that so you know but i think we push each other we encourage each other to be our best selves in different, in very different ways. Um, this might be a good time to talk about the Enneagram. I think that's been like one of the ways learning about each other's Enneagram number has been one of the greatest ways. Maybe we have like learned to interact with each other, like how, what, what each other yes. needs. Like, yes, I am addicted to feedback. Right. And I think you've learned that I need specific good feedback in small quantities to like keep me going yes right and and like if you're excited about something i need to attune and match that level of excitement even if like i don't totally understand like oh you bought a new interface for the podcast like <laughs> super cool <laughs> so excited you're saying words that i don't understand but i also know like it's important for who you are to celebrate in that way yes um but yes i think enneagram has been super helpful for us and i know enneagram is not everybody's um cup of tea 
I just think finding personality stuff to do with a partner is super insightful because it helps you understand the other person's perspective in a way that nothing else that we've done has done for our relationship. And I think it it even helps us when we're having disagreements. They're just less because we both know like I'm coming at it from this way and it's not an excuse. But because I'm a two, I'm wanting to create this experience and I'm wanting to create an environment where I'm needed and that I feel loved and, you know, Curry's needing praise. And so how did this disagreement happen because of the way that we're both approaching this situation? And for us, that's been really, really transformative. Um, I also think there are so many Instagram accounts about Enneagram that we can send each other like <laughs> screenshots of things. And we're like, Oh, this is too true. Like, what are your thoughts? A- and, um, yeah. And I think that, that just creates conversation to have m- that creates space, I guess, to have more conversation about like, Hey, I read this about you and I've never considered like, this is how you would approach things. Is this how you feel? Are these things that like align for you And for me, it's been really eye-opening of like, oh, you've talked about this uh, performance and this um, approval piece, but that gives me like more, the Enneagram has given me better understanding of like the depth of that and how defining that is for you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think in any of those relationships, like just knowing the other person, no matter what sort of relationship it is, friendships, you know, uh, you name it, just knowing more about that person and their motivations is never a bad thing. I mean, it, it, yeah. Right. It, it is never a bad thing. Yeah. Right. So um, what other aspects of like making each other better can you sort of think of? I also think like, I think kind of in all of, I don't know. I'm thinking like emotional, spiritual, mental, physical, like, all the parts of, of self. Like for us, working out is important to you. Yeah. Not so important to me (laughs) working on it. Um, but I think like helping you be the best version of yourself is like, you know, you feel better physically and emotionally if you've worked out. So a way that I can support you is to give you the space to do that. And like, No one talks about that in premarital counseling. Like, you know, make sure that you give your partner space to work out if that's important to you. Like, those aren't things. And I think sometimes we have these ideas that there are these huge earth-shattering ways of support. And sometimes it's been like, hey, I know you've been trying to get together with this friend for like three weeks. It's really inconvenient for me to like parent the children solo again but I love you enough and I know you'll come home a better wife and mother by spending that two hours with a friend. And, and sometimes it's just those little subtle things versus like these huge earth shattering like ways of support. Well, that goes back to our self care episode, right? And even knowing like what each other, Mm -hmm. their uh, main self care sort of Mm -hmm. uh, tactics Mm -hmm. even are. Mm -hmm. And you know, if one of us is sort of off kilter a little bit being like, Hey, let's, uh, let's reset and let, let's kind of look at where we're at and what, 
maybe do we need to do to you know make sure that everything's running smoothly right like right because when you're when you're at your best and when i'm at my best we're at our best right right and if one of us is not at our best then neither of us then then we can't be you know and so it 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 benefits not only our relationship with one another it, it benefits our our friendships it benefits our children to all be in that space, you know, for us to be in that space where we're building each other up and making each other better. Right. Yeah. I was, so I was thinking like, okay, physical, like the mental and emotional to me is the like, so if you know us in real life, you've heard me talk about um, my need to verbally process. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a real thing. Okay. Can I tell it? Yeah. So I'm just going to take over here real quick. Cool. So uh, back in college, though, uh, so we, we dated long distance our whole time, even engagement. We were we were long distance. And JJ really likes to talk on the phone, like for hours on end. Uh, so, uh, I mean, we'd be on the hours like a few. <laughs> we'd be on the phone like a few hours uh, a night while I was in college and I was up with all the the guys and we would be playing like Mario Kart or whatever. And like back in the day we didn't have like, well, I'm sure there were headsets. I could not afford one nor uh, cared to get one. So I had my cell phone and like a sweatband, like a head sweatband uh, attached to my head. And I would shove my phone up in it so that I could uh, play Mario Kart uh, hands-free while we talked on the phone for hours on end. Right. Because the thing, and like that may sound offensive to you if you're listening, I did not care. Like I was very aware of the situation and I didn't always even need feedback. Like sometimes, so to me, the best, um, like way that like truly (laughs) highlights this characteristic for me. Um, so I worked overnights in an, an ER and so I would come home at like five or six in the morning. And if I'd had a really rough night, I would have, I would wake Curry up. <laughs> Ooh, I'm so it crazy. It is such a good thing. You're cute. I know you love me a lot. Um, but I would like need to process. Well, he's like half asleep. He is not providing me like there's like some grunts and some like meh. I didn't care. Like I just needed the words to come out of my mouth and to get like some sort of verbal cue from him. Like most of the time he didn't even like necessarily remember the conversation or what we talked about. And that doesn't bother me at all. I just need like a little bit of like, I'm with you and you just keep processing. But now even sometimes I will come home, like I'll call (laughs) from the office. I have like a 30 minute drive. I'll just say like, I just need you to know I'm going to need about 20 minutes when I get home to process like some part of my day. And um, what I think that goes back to that whole 15 years of marriage piece of like we figured out and it's so much easier for me to say like, hey, babe, this is what I'm going to need when I get home so that Curry can probably mentally prepare to listen to me, um, you know unload on him but um I think for me it's really like that's something that I need that is not how curry processes I am an extreme internal processor Mm -hmm. yeah and so just even those simple things of like I will be my best self and I can be totally attentive the rest of the evening 
if I can get those 20 minutes. There might also be like the rest of the night, like, oh, and this other thing that I've been meaning to say or, but we figured out how we operate in that. And like, I think especially early in marriage, it was really hard for Curry because like we'd processed over the phone through our whole relationship to marriage, but then it was like, oh, so we're married and we still like every day (laughs) have to do all the processing. But I think knowing that and like, it can be easy as a couple or as individuals to um, be upset about those sort of things because you don't understand them. Like I don't need to process verbally. And so I think early on it was easy for me to get frustrated by that because I didn't understand it. And now like after enough trial and error, we've just gotten to this point where it's like, Oh yeah, she needs to just process. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to be much better for all of us if she just processes and we can be, done with it you know right i remember a few details i'm really impressive and we go on about our business it is true because he always not always often i'm like is he even listening to what i say and then like two years later i'm like remember this one time and he can give me all the details of the story and he's like giving me details that i don't even remember i'm like oh you are really good i try i try i just remember one or two things and then and then wow you later on that's like yeah, you know it's that's, great that's the that's the deal um no that's good the the those are things in 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 all of this and like some of my biggest marriage advice would just be to talk about this sort of stuff you know like so often these expectations go unverbalized you know and it's like if something like that is is a struggle for you and you don't feel like you have the space maybe to do that like you just have to talk about it right so maybe this is where we could talk about and it sounds really cheesy but this it was very hard the first few years we were married our biggest conflict would come and i think this is where enneagram has created clarity but we were both always we didn't like conflict and so we didn't like to have those conversations and so we would try to anticipate what the other person wanted and like do that and be that, but never have a conversation about it. Once we, I mean, and even before the Enneagram, we figured out like, oh, if we actually had a conversation and said like, is this what you want? Most of the time, neither of us were doing what the other person wanted. We were doing what we would want done for us (laughs) if we were in the same scenario. And I think that's, again, where the Enneagram has for us provided even more clarity. Because we used to always say our biggest fights would be because we were both trying to like make each other happy and we're failing miserably because we weren't actually considering the other person or doing what we thought we were doing what they we thought they needed but it was actually what we would want to be done for us right and then we were surprised that it wasn't working because we couldn't recognize how different we were yeah yeah agreed some awkward moments there. Uh, did we hit what, what we, we were going down your list? I, um, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. I was thinking spiritual as well of even like spiritual practices. Yeah. Of like even recently you've started spiritual direction. Mine has been really consistent. Yours has been less so. Yeah. And there have been a couple of times that I'm like, hey. Talk to that spiritual director. 
I think you might have some things that you need to say. Um, yeah, I mean, you've pushed me into counseling in general. Yes. And when counseling didn't work for me like we had hoped, you know, yeah. we just tried something new and spiritual direction seems to have been... Have been it. Yeah. But I think, like, the reverse of that is I'm a journaler. I've always been a journaler. That practice has become less um, frequent in my life and that that has been something that you're like, okay, you have some more space. That's something you should be doing. You're better for it. Um, and, and I guess the huge caveat to all of this is the other person has to be able to receive. Yeah. We joke. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I'm just, I mean, you're never going to get somebody to do any of these things if they're not willing to do it. And and I think to have grace for people yeah. in that. And I think so often, I mean, we've both played that role, but I mean, we joke the number of things that you have like pushed me to do. And then someone else suggested it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the best <laughs> idea ever. But I haven't been in the space that I can receive from you for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and and so, like, having grace for one another right. within that. Um, yeah. And, and so, I mean, I feel like that's, like, the four ones. Do you have other thoughts on spiritual? Um, no. I even think simple, simple things. Like, we do prayer on the sides at church. I go for prayer, like, mm, three out of four weeks a month. Um but we have our kids with us when we're in worship at church. And like, again, kind of those really simple things of like, you know, you may be doing pastory stuff and I'm like, I need you for three minutes to like, just be present with our kids to make sure nothing crazy happens. Because for my spirit, I need to go receive prayer. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, it can be these huge things like spiritual direction or therapy or, you know, I don't know, but there are, I feel like the little things in relationship are what really, yes, the big things matter too, but like those little things of like, that I can say like, hey, I need you to hang with the kids and that there is no like, ugh, okay, like no question, I, I don't feel bad asking like there is this just trust and you know relationship that we've built over our time together that you know I'll be better for it and so yeah I get to do it yeah I agree um something just struck me uh that I feel like I need to say but I feel like just seeing the other person like really seeing them uh and I think some for a lot of us like you're never going to make somebody significant in your life better unless you're willing to sort of do the work yourself. And I feel like that goes for spouses. It goes for, again, for friendships. It goes for children. It, it's all those relationships. Unless you're willing to, to like go there yourself and to like, um, I don't know, do the work of self reflection. You're never going to have the capacity to help somebody else to like journey with somebody else into their own getting betterness. I don't know how to say that better. There's probably a better way. But um, yeah, I just feel like so often we just 
like miss each other. And I don't mean like you and me specifically. We do. But like in general, as people, a lot of times we're just not actually seeing the other person. Mm-hmm. We're seeing mm-hmm. what we want to see and we're um, going in whatever direction that we feel is right. But never really stop and consider what that other person needs or wants or yeah. So good. Um, because what struck me about that is our expectations of other people. And so often we aren't pushing someone to be their best self because we have an expectation Mm. of what that best self is. And so if, you know, what's so funny to me about that story you shared early on about me, like telling that you (laughs) would be a pastor is like, I didn't want you to be a pastor. Like I wasn't excited about that. I wasn't excited about what that meant for our life. Um, To be fair, when that, when that was the case, I was, neither was, well, neither was I. Right. But I feel like when we first got together, right? Yes. But I feel like I had this really profound moment your senior year. We were married and you were doing like, a sermon, I guess, for me. You have to, for a class. Yeah, yes. I was practicing a, pre- a sermon. For a yes. Class. And like, I can still envision in my brain sitting in our shoebox of an apartment and like weeping and being like, so this is what you're gifted at, and you're going to be a pastor and you're going to teach because I, and it wasn't that I could, it was that the Lord was gracious to me and allowed me to see this gifting that you had. And so that was just God's kindness to us that I could encourage that in you versus like drag my feet kicking and screaming the whole way because I think maybe you were <laughs> reluctant and so I couldn't be reluctant too. Yeah. Um, to be fair, you haven't gotten a traditional pastor, we'll just say. I mean, for sure. Yeah. And I think because I've had opportunities, I often say it doesn't feel fair to me that I get to see Curry do his job like I love to hear Curry preach but so many spouses never get to see their spouse like actually do their job do what they're created to do and so in our scenario I get to push him to be the best at least vocationally because I get to see that play out week after week Um, and so I think that part is easy. Um, but I think so much of that was changing my expectations of who I wanted you to be and who I thought you should be and just being okay with like, I'm, I'm willing to like walk alongside you as you figure out who God created you to be. Um, And I think those were things I didn't realize I was learning as we learned them. And now, you know, hindsight's 2020, but just God's goodness to us. And in that, well, I think that, I mean, I think that's profound and I appreciate that. Yeah. It just, cause I mean, nobody's going to, I mean, we may have our ideas of what we're going to be doing in 10 years. We have no clue though, like really what we're going to be doing. And I think, I mean, we're getting, maybe off topic of her a little bit, but like so many marriages in our, in our context, we see falling apart because people like grew apart and I'm using quotation marks there. And I feel like I think you grew apart because you refused to grow together. And like, 
you know, make that person better and, and grow into the person that they were created to be and what they need to be. Like you, you, you were growing in a different direction. Um, and our, our marriages have to be us growing together like that. Am I making sense? Yeah. Growing together like that story, right? Where you like push each other to where you see each other grow into something maybe that you didn't expect, but that mm-hmm. is who they are. Right. You know? And and I think the reality is like, I, it's not that like, I am exactly who you expected me to be <laughs> and you went rogue. It's so much better than I could have ever <laughs> good answer. imagined. You always have good answers. Um, but That's I, 15 years of marriage. <laughs> but I do think there's this idea of like, you also have to understand like your partner likely has expectations of you that you may or may not be meeting. And are you having conversations about that? And and maybe some of those expectations are totally appropriate and things that you should be moving towards. And sometimes they may not be. And you may have to have a challenging conversation about like, yeah. you're asking me to be someone who I'm not. Yeah. But if you don't have that conversation, it will come back to bite you for sure if you're unwilling to if you're unwilling to do that that conversation is going to be had it's either had now in a healthy um healthier healthier confrontation Mm -hmm. Uh, i think a a a healthy maybe critique or a healthy what's what's that where you build up you know a healthy healthy criticism you know or it's going to come up and it's it's going to be real bad yeah. and stuff's going yeah. to be hitting the fan and you're going to have to have a conversation you don't want to have. So yeah, either have it now or be forced to have it later, I yeah. guess. Right. Yeah. That feels a little doomsday, but no, it's not doomsday. I think we also have just walked with a lot of people who've walked through really hard things together. And so we also have a different perspective, I think just because of the role that we have in life and ministry and, and counseling and counseling. I do. I do do counseling <laughs> too. Some stuff. Um, but I, I think like, yeah, I think we've been able to watch some other people do things. And even if it's something that we're, we haven't experienced that we can be like, okay, they're walking through this now. How would we handle that? Right. What would that conversation look like at our house? Do I have an opinion on that? Do you have an opinion on that? Our opinions are the same. Oh my gosh, we are on totally different ends of the spectrum. How do we reconcile? And and not that we spend all of our time together, like playing out scenarios that may never happen. But I think sometimes we've already discussed a potential challenging scenario. So when it actually pops up in our life, it's like, oh, this is hard, but we've, we know how we would handle this right. or it's more nuanced than we thought. Like, let's revisit that conversation. Um, yeah. The other thing, I keep saying the other thing, <laughs> got lots of other things, but I, I think like the givens are all these conversations need to be in relationships where you like, there is trust and respect mm-hmm. and you know, all of those things. But I also think, the humility of, um, I think there are times that we've both pushed each other in a direction that we thought was really good and healthy that we've had to come back and say like, I'm sorry. Like Mm. I wasn't either. I was like blatantly not listening to the Lord and you know, 
you were acting in obedience and I wasn't at a place that I could see that. Or I thought this would be what was best for you and it wasn't. And I'm sorry that I pushed this direction um, and then it, you know, imploded or was awful or, you know, all the different scenarios that had played out because I think that then reaffirms the trust, you know, like I trust your voice to speak into my life because when you've spoken, I've listened and things have gone south. You don't come back with the like, well, you messed it up or you have the humility to say like, I pushed when I shouldn't have, or I thought that would be great for you. And it wasn't. And I'm, I'm sorry even that you had that experience. And I think so often, I think in new relationships, um, that feels scary to like be the one to come back and be like, oh, I was wrong. or I didn't know. And, um, like I've never been sad that I sought forgiveness yeah. from you from doing wrong. And I think even when we have the best of intentions, we can still really hurt each other. And if we can't humbly come before, you know, the other person in the relationship and say like, I messed up. Like, can you forgive me? Right. That just reaffirms like this is a safe space and I can, I can trust this voice. Yeah. I mean, so you, I think you could pretty easily say that a key to any healthy relationship, at least one of the main keys is just being a person of humility. Yes. And that's all you need to know. I mean, if you could just get that one thing right, I think a lot of stuff would go like be pretty smooth for you in general. Yeah. I think you're correct. Yeah. So just work on that. Let's all work on that. You know, I could be more humble. You know, we could all, we could all be more, more humble. So yeah, yeah. it's good. Anything, any final thoughts? I think we, I think we covered it all. As we always always do do. in like 30 minutes, we've definitely covered something is in its entirety. Well, if we did miss something, I would appreciate our listeners alerting us to that fact. Yeah. Maybe uh, they could interact and like tell us what we missed. Yeah. Or they could be like, hey, I really liked this. Or like what I'd like to hear from you is X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You'll get a shout out on the podcast. Right. Thanks, Natalie. (laughs) We'll see you all next time at the Magic Table. Well, I hope you enjoyed your time at the Magic Table. I hope this just made me... uh, was fuel for some thought on on how to make each other better how we can be better as as people and in relationships and i think these things are just they need to be talked about and so i i hope that we uh did that today and i'd love your feedback let us know what you thought what you got out of the episode and uh yeah we can't wait to see you next time at the magic table <laughs>